Hello, everyone, and welcome to California Department of Corrections Rehabilitation's CDCR Unlocked podcast. I'm your host, Corey Ringer. Today, we have staff from Office of Employee Wellness, or OEW. With me today, once again, is Catherine Jew. Hi, Sergeant Ringer. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. And my Her Holloway. Hi, Sergeant Ringer. How's everything today? Excellent. Thank you. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. good. Excited for today's segment. So today's segment, we're going to be discussing where we're not brand new staff anymore. We're a few years in and, um, you know, what kind of struggles or what kinds of things happen during that time period of not being brand new, but I'm not exactly senior staff either. So those are kind of things we're going to be discussing today. Kat, what was it like after a few years of working at the institution? So I was actually at Meal Creek for just under a year. I would say within that time frame from, you know, when I first walked in the gates and um, being super overwhelmed as to prison life and what it was versus towards the end, it was, even though I wasn't in the institution for a long period of time, I definitely noticed that I was becoming a little bit more comfortable with um, the day-to-day and almost the routine of it, knowing what to expect. So you definitely, I definitely got more comfortable. Yeah. That's, but it takes time, right? I oh, mean, definitely. And I, even myself, just being in there for a short, short period of time, it, it is, you, it, it's a learning curve, you know? Yeah, it's, there's a lot. And for my, you didn't actually, um, you weren't assigned to an institution, right? Correct. I was not. Um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And so as a clinician, um, I started working at OAW. It's been two years now. So I totally understand the feel of trying to get your feet wet, trying to um, get to the routine, getting a routine down and getting comfortable with that learning curve in this job. But I've also held many, many office jobs to where I've stayed plus 10 years at. So I know how it feels to get in there in the beginning, how getting comfortable, wanting to grow and then moving on from that. So um, I have that perspective that I can offer. Yeah, it's a lot. There's um, and Kat, you know, you mentioned, I know for me on the custody side of the house, so, you know, being a peace officer, you're, when you're new, you're just, you're immersed in everything. You're trying to learn, you're taking input from everybody around you. And, and it's just, it's a lot. It's kind of drinking through a fire hose sometimes. There's so many policies, regulations, and, and things that we have to try to memorize and, and be familiar with. It's difficult those first couple of years, and then you get comfortable. Um, for us, we get off the apprenticeship program, uh, which is two years. And then now you can... You can bid jobs, possibly. You know, I don't have to just stay working in whatever shift I can get, which comes with its own stressors. I have to bid now, which a bid, for people know, it goes by seniority, and we're able to select jobs as they're available to us, and then that's our job for three years. So it's a three-year commitment on my seniority right now, but I don't know what's going to happen in three years. There's a lot that can happen. But yeah, it's a lot though. You're you're comfortable, but I'm not comfortable. I'm not complacent. I'm still hypervigilant. How do I balance all of that? What kinds of things in your life changed um, after those first couple of years, or or for my, you know, what's what's something that's changed in your life since uh, coming to work for the department? I'm definitely trying to keep work out work and, and home at home. Um, that work life balance is a skill that I'm still working on every single day. 
Um, the first thing that I am really grateful for is to be able to work with staff, coworkers that make the day a good day or a bad day. And most of the time, I'm glad to say they are great days because, you know, when you go through life, um, and you're spending a lot of time at work, you have to be able to like the people you work with and get along with them at least and have that mutual respect and work well. And unfortunately, sometimes we are put in work situations and work environments where we may not get along with everybody, um, and that's when it becomes most stressful. But I think since working for um, OEW and working in the realm of wellness, it's really made me more mindful and more aware of what I need to do so that I can keep my stress in check. I can keep my anger and irritation in check, in check because that's real. Yep. Um, it exists. <laughs> it exists. And so the things that I talk about, the, the skills that I try to teach and the trainings that I try to, to train, I'm practicing them at the same time. And it's, I'm perfectly fine admitting that and staying that because I'm living that. You know, um, As a clinician, we get the um, kind of like the image or the stereotype that we have it together, and we don't. Right. You know, we really yeah. don't. I was going to say, it's going to be difficult <laughs> when you're you're the mental health professional and you're like, I, I suffer from the same things. Everyone's like, oh, you should be fine. You, you have schooling mm-hmm. on this. And that's the thing. It's one thing to have schooling and it's another right. thing to live it in real mm-hmm. life. Oh, 100. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What about for you, Kat? Well, I think definitely what's changed. I'm not as naive or gullible as I once was. <laughs> When I first started in this department, um, you know, I was a lot younger too when I when I first walked through those doors. So that is definitely. Um, and then you know, staff. You always hear the terms of the staff. You know, become a little bit more angry or cynical um, as time goes on. I think I'm a little bit more cynical in my life than I used to be. <laughs> It's not but, all. It's not all. It's, it's not all unicorns running around all the time. It's not all unicorns <laughs> and rainbows. It's really not. Um, but kind of like Maya said, you know, having people that you work with that you you know genuinely respect and like working with, it can make or break your day. It's not always the case, unfortunately. You know, sometimes yeah. we are partnered up with people that you don't necessarily like. But it's really kind of finding that balance and that mutual respect to get the job done, right? Because at the end of the day, it's really about going home to your family, going home safe. Yeah. So no, it's it's definitely part of it. You know, it, you're not always going to agree with somebody. Right. You're not always going to get along with everybody. But that's the difference between um, a job and a career, right? A mm-hmm. uh, job is, if I don't like it, I can just leave. A career is something you got to work at. It's no different than a family. You got to work at your family dynamics, um, hanging out with friends and having, it's work. And you know, careers are, are work. It's a, it's a big part of it. I know a lot of the changes for me, I definitely became much more, um, which is good, um, self-confident and assertive, mm-hmm. uh, being in this type of work. Cause I, I had, you know, you don't have a choice, mm-hmm. especially when you have to give orders, you have to take action, you have to do things when things need to be done. You have to have that confidence behind it too. And that was definitely something that, that progressed a lot for me. Some negative changes, you know, some things here and there didn't like going out in big crowds, always looking for an egress route, always, you know, kind of more mindful of what's around me, which I wouldn't say I was naive because I was aware of it when I was young, but I paid much more attention to it after I was in the department for a while. I started to see things and sometimes before even if you're out somewhere and a fight broke out, 
you would see it building up and I'm like, yeah, we're going to leave. I don't want to be over here because I just don't like the mood. I don't like the, the way the vibe is. So those kinds of things, you know, there's a plus and a negative. Yeah. Well, and I can appreciate you saying that about the crowds because even, you know, from a non-custody standpoint, I have noticed what has also changed is I, I used to be a lot more social, I think, before I joined the department. Um, whereas now I'm a, a lot more reserved. Um, I'm very selective of my inner circle. Yeah. Um, what's the, you know, keep your circle tight. You hear that all the time. Yep. And so I, I have noticed that a lot and not wanting to be in big crowds. And sometimes even my anxiety levels are up too. And I don't even work inside the institution. And I, I can, I definitely feel that. Yeah. So I can only imagine those classifications that do work inside um, the institutions, kind of what they feel, maybe yeah. even more heightened. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's hard to, to leave work at work and, you know, leave home at home. Cause you know, no matter what I, I bring that with me every day, mm-hmm. um, given wherever I'm working, I'm going to bring what happened to an extent home. And that's part of those coping mechanisms that we always talk about. You know, how do you, how do you deal with that? Is it a longer music um, session where you're listening to a little bit more positive music versus, you know, angry music, make you drive crazy style. Um, It's a lot of different things you have to balance. It's not, it's not easy to do. And that's the reality of it that, that you will bring some of that work life home. And it's so important that you are able to recognize that and identify because sometimes that's the biggest barrier that when you're at home and you're upset and you're angry and you're flashing out and, and you really don't know why, why this is happening or what's causing it. And it could have been something from work, mm-hmm. you know, because at work when we um, don't get our way or we, when we don't feel like we're in control of things or things don't go our way to make our job easier, we tend to hold that in because our brain tells us, our logic tells us, this is not safe for you to lash out. It's not a safe place for you to really express how you're feeling because you need to take care of your career. You need to take care of your job. And so when you go home, it's your safe place, and you carry that with you. So it's really important that you understand that this happens, and it's, it's up to you to find a way to balance that. Yeah. Um, and we talk about a lot mm-hmm. when we talk about these resources that we have in the wellness app, um, to calling our office, reaching out to a friend. It doesn't yeah. have to be a clinician. It just be someone that you really trust and get these thoughts out of your head. Um, and I really agree with you, Kat, as, as I gotten older, um, I'm too old to be around people I don't want to be around. So I get really selective about who I share my time with. That does reduce stress. That does reduce anxiety. And it brings you more joy, more peace, and more laughter. And it's totally, I think it's totally normal. And I encourage that to be more selective about who you hold close to you. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if it's a department thing or if it's just getting an older, you know, where you. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. No, we're not <laughs> Refuse the aging no. process. It's yes. not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's, I, and you brought up a great point too, Maya, is, um, you know, who you hang out with outside. I have two awesome friends that live on my street that they don't work obviously for the department. And it's nice cause I, I don't have to talk about work. I don't have to talk about what happened. I don't have to, no one knows about it. If I want to talk about my day, I can vent to them. And you know, the, again, there's, it's not the direct connection to, right. to what I do for a living, which is great because they can do the same thing. And there's no judgment, right? Yeah. There's full no. acceptance. There's yep. no judgment. Yeah, that's so important to have that. It's yeah. good. It's great that you have them, 
as an outlet yeah, I got, don't work for yeah, I got really lucky to have two two mm-hmm. awesome people on my street to be able to talk to and and their their significant others are awesome too but yeah I got a, a group of you know guy friends on the street that I can I can hang out with and I don't have to discuss work mm-hmm. right and you know a lot of the times I mean when we go home if you have family or if you have a partner there or a spouse there you automatically want to feel or assume you can talk to them about things you go through at work um but I think it's also really important to, to talk to them and say and ask, what can I share with you? Because I don't want to yeah. inundate you. I want to protect you. I don't want to traumatize you. You know, um, I don't want to transfer this negative energy I have to you because I love you and I care for you. So right. it's great that you have those two friends that you can vent to. And it doesn't mean that your partner or your family members aren't any less there for you. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you say that also, Mai, because I think that that's also something that has changed a little bit too, Um, you know, being in the department for a few years versus at the very beginning, where in the very beginning, you know, my husband would ask me all the time, oh, what's going on? What happened? What happened? And, you know, there may be things that you don't really want to talk about. And so now it's almost kind of that learned, unspoken kind of thing where it's, all right, are you good to talk? No? Okay. Uh, all right, I just, I won't bring it up. You'll come to me. You'll talk to me when you want to talk about yeah. it, right? And so it's, <laughs> it, it's almost like a, a learned type thing, I guess. You know, it takes time. Exactly. I was guilty of that for a long time. I would not discuss a lot of the things that had happened over, over you know, because I was, I was inside for 16 years. You know, it's a big chunk of your life. And uh, there were a lot of things that my significant other was completely in the dark about that I didn't want to bring home because I was doing that protection thing too until I did open up about a few things. And it was kind of like, you know, blew the hair back a little bit. Like I had no idea you would ever experience that. You had seen that or had to deal with that. Um, you know, and then it, it opened up that channel of communication though. Now I do feel more comfortable bringing up some of the things that, that have happened or if I have little triggers here and there on certain things, like there's a better understanding of the reason why, but it, it took a while for me to do that. And that's, that's pivotal in these these early years in the department. You know, you're you're still in that transition phase from your previous life into the pro, you know professional career life. Hold on to those bonds to people that you had before before joining. You know those yes. things that you did. Don't stop doing those things because um, this is the time of period too where you know people start buying homes. You know, you're again for custody staff. You're off the apprenticeship, so there's a pay bump once you're off the apprenticeship. People start buying homes. They possibly get married. A lot of life changes are in the early part of the department that if you're not paying attention to your stress level or how much, how much is being poured into your bucket, and if that bucket's not you know, being poured into other things, eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to pour over. Right. And that leads to a lot of the problems that a lot of people have, I think. And it, I think I really think in any career field, I don't think it really matters what department or corrections or CHP or, you know, wherever you work in the department or, you know, nationwide, statewide, if you're not keeping an eye on those stress levels and what you're doing to, you know, remain happy, learn a new hobby, do something for an outlet, you're just, that stress just builds. Exactly. Especially when you add kids to it, you know, now you're a, a new parent. I'm on a weird shift. I, I bid this job. There's other things going on there. It's a lot in those early years in the department. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really important that this is the opportunity that you get to 
keep those hobbies ingrained, that self-care ingrained, taking care of those relationships, taking care of those outside friends, networks that you've created to keep you in check, pretty much. And Sergeant Ringer, you're right. You know, when you get into having um, this beginning of the career, for a lot of non-custody staff, when you begin the job, the first issue is, or the first challenge is getting over that probation period. Yeah. You know, and then once you get over that probation period, you're looking at maybe your first merit salary increase, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe in six to 12 months, you get another merit salary increase. And so you're, you're getting rewarded monetarily because you're doing good work. And maybe you have enough money to buy a home, or maybe you have enough money to go on that long-awaited vacation you've always wanted to go on, buying that new shiny car you've always wanted, and being (laughs) able to maintain these wonderful incentives that you're giving yourself for the hard time, the work that you're putting in, um, the hard work that that you're putting in. But it's also really important to be mindful of the relationships that you have, taking care of yourself. Because, you know, our stress levels go up and down all the time and to be able to be mindful of keeping your stress in check, taking care of your relationships and your family members because they take care of you in return. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a two way relationship. Yeah, no, definitely. You brought up a good point too, like taking those vacations, like, man, I can actually afford mm-hmm. to, to go to a resort. I can do this. I can do that. It's amazing how much stress it goes into <laughs> before you go on vacation that you yes. put on yourself. Yep. Okay, I'm doing overtime to pay for this. I'm doing this. I've, I've added all the stress, and I finally go on that week. And all right, it takes about two days to finally relax enough to enjoy it. And then the trip's almost over, and it start, all that stress kind of starts building back up because I know i got to go back <laughs> to it. The stress of coming home. Yeah, it's, yeah, i got yeah. laundry now. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. sand and everything depending where you went. Or Yeah, it's a lot. I remember, for, for those of you who don't know, Life Mart offers a lot of great yes. discounts for CDCR staff. Um, so many, I can't even list them all. But I remember when I first um, started questioning about whether or not I can splurge on reserving um, some time, a room for a few nights at a, at a resort in Monterey. Like, can I do this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I can. This was very exciting that I have the, the, the funds now to actually put towards this experience that my family yes. and I can have. Um, and I, remember, I truly remember how that felt. And that was just so rewarding that, yeah. you know, this hard work does pay off. It really does. It, it's, again, it's, I think every, every type of job out there is going to have some kind of inherent stressor. I don't think there's a job. I think, even, you know, even Disneyland, probably there's someone stressed out right now <laughs> working at the happiest place on earth. Um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Ours just seems like it. there's a little bit more because of the type of employment that it is. Right. Um, there's a lot more, but yeah, you're right. You're right though. It's, it's being able to, it's the reason we work mm-hmm. and that's the part that, you know, I really want staff to always remember the reason you work. If a little bit less stress means you have to tighten up in certain areas, then it's probably worth it. Cause at the end of the day, if I don't take care of myself, how can I take care of the other people yeah. that I'm in, you know, in charge of until, you know, yes. whether it's kids, my parents, sisters, brothers, whatever, whatever family dynamic you have, it's really hard to take care of people if you're not doing well yourself. Exactly. That's part of those, um, those work-life balances that you, you have to incorporate something. And it's, and that's, what's hard for a lot of people. I've talked to them like, well, you know, I want this. And it's, it's so different across the board for what everybody needs. And it's super hard for a department to, to adequately give you every, you know, 
you know, aspect to make your life better. Like I can't teach you a class on how to be better because it's site specific to each person. You know, mine might be that, you know, I need decompression time after work. Well, what would that be for you? Um, Cat's going to have something different. My, you're going to have something different. Um, there's not a one size fix all. It's kind of like those, like the weight loss pills, <laughs> you know, I can't just take one thing and it's going to work. It, going to take work experimentation okay i tried this that didn't work i gotta try something else mm-hmm. um you know and i yeah definitely just want staff to realize that too and anybody who's listening to the podcast it takes work to to put it in but we talked about the check engine light i think once before in an episode that mm-hmm. you know i can't just put a piece of tape over the check engine light on the car i gotta take it in and more likely we're going to take it to a mechanic and that means sometimes professional resources and there's no there's no shame in it it's quite the opposite. It's there's a lot of courage it takes to do that. Exactly. Right. And that's yeah. why I love working at OEW because we're kind of like the middleman and the the people that work at our office, we've all we are all peer support trained and I can say each of us are very personable and approachable. So when you don't know where to start, when you don't know what you want or what you need, you can literally talk to one of us who has a genuine, authentic interest in your well-being and right. and figure out what that is and what that might work for you and help you literally walk through options, skills, tools, resources um, with absolutely no judgment and confidentiality, you know, all the way. It's a lot of job satisfaction, too, having that. You know, Definitely. Being, yeah. able to, being able to help people and being able to feel those. I appreciate the the work that that both of you do, obviously, in, in, in the office, too all the staff that work there, it's impactful on staff, especially when you're there during hard times. It's a, it's a lot being poured into your bucket, but it's nice because you're able to, to give it out too by, by helping. Absolutely. Yeah. It's incredible. It's, you know, it's very rewarding knowing that you are potentially making an impact in someone's life and we may not even know it. Um, They, you know, you, you may not ever really get the thank you and that's okay because you know, I just take kind of that peace of mind knowing that we were there for them, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and we are here for all of you, um, whether you're staff, family, retiree for, you know, CDCR, CCHCS and DJJ. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I know we, you know, we talk about a lot of changes. Like I said, not every change has been negative. There's been positives, but there are, there are negatives if you're not doing things to deal with those stress through positive coping strategies. Again, the crowd thing, okay, if I don't like crowds, um, how much am I robbing people around me if I just don't go? If I don't, no, I don't like going to the movie theater. No, I'm not, well then, you know, your kids might not ever get that experience of being able to go to the movie when a new release and you're there with your popcorn and your drinks and you're getting a chance to hang out, you know, going to things like, like Disneyland or Great America or whatever it is. I wouldn't go if I was that, you know, against crowds, because I haven't dealt with that stress. I haven't learned how to cope with it, that I'm not in danger. I'm, there's no problem. You know, we, we slowly start, you know, kind of taking the fun out of our family's lives when we're not dealing with those appropriately. Right. And that's so important to consider, because when you're in this part, early part of your career, you're building a family. 
or you're yeah. trying to plan ahead on how to create that foundation for your family um, and what kind of plans you have for them as far as enrichment activities and vacations and things like that. And you want to give them the most that you can. And that just goes all to say about how important it is to take care of yourself, to know exactly, you know, these signs and signals that your body's telling you, hey, something's going on. Hey, you need to look into this or just say, hey, I just need someone to talk to because mm-hmm. something's changed and I, I don't know how to handle this. And being in this part of your career, you know, you have lots of different roles, responsibilities, no matter what classification you are, um, different kind of relationships. You could be probably going through planning a wedding or um, going through a difficult divorce or trying to co-parent with um, somebody. And it could be a very challenging time. And we are here to tell you that you aren't alone in this. Um, yeah. One of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this in this segment was to reach out to as many people as possible to let them know that you are not struggling alone. There's resources out here for you. Office Employee Wellness is here for you. The app, the wellness app is at your fingertips. Um, and he, we are here to walk with you every step of the way to get you the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergeant Ringer, you talked earlier about wanting more. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting more, especially after you finish your um, probation or after you finish those two years. You know, you might be in a position where you want to grow and you want to look at a a promotion. Yep. Which has its own stressors, too. You know, it's it's again, it's one of those things where, you know, I have to I have to start studying. You know, I've been in the job. I'm set in my ways and I have to take a test, which obviously (laughs) creates its own stress. (laughs) that I'm not a very good test taker myself, but it is a lot. You have to study all of our policies again. You have to go, you have to interpret what it is that, you know, the department's looking for too, because there's always that aspect as well. Um, So you have to interpret policy, take the test, and then you promote or you go to interview and you have to ask yourself, really, do I really want this right now? Because when you promote, your seniority goes back to the bottom. So a lot of people don't agree with it. It's the way that it is. When you promote, you're newly into a new classification. You go to the bottom of the list. You can still bid and do all those things because you're off your apprenticeship. But I might go back to shift change again, which if your family's not used to it, I was very fortunate when I was brand new that as soon as I was off the apprenticeship, um, I was actually able to bid a second watch sick relief. So anytime someone called in sick, I would just go work behind their spot. Um, So a lot of my family didn't really have to deal with with the constant shift change because I was single when I was on the apprenticeship, um, didn't have kids. So it wasn't really impactful. And then when I had my, my oldest, you know, I was newly promoted. I'm like, okay, now we're on to <laughs> shift change again. I'm going to third watch or my schedule's not always, I don't know where I'm going to be from sometimes month to month. You know, those are factors you have to to, to bring into it too, but you have to have a conversation with those people that it's going to impact and let them know, Hey, this is what I want. I do want to move up. I do want to promote. I want to, I want to challenge myself more. Let them know the pros and cons. Um, The worst thing you can do is blindside somebody with, Oh no, nothing's going to change. And then your schedule changes Art your days off are going to change. Prep them for that. You know, give them the playbook as much as possible. Hey, I, we knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and it takes so much stress off of you when you do that, that there's no animosity or anger at home because we've already discussed it. This is what was going to happen when I did this choice or when I made this choice. And that's hugely impactful for them too, because now they're, they're part of the, 
they're part of the decision of how their life is going to go too. Right. You're a team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it always comes down yeah. to teamwork and communication. Yeah, and it's so important to be transparent like that. And we talked about that last time. Communication is mm-hmm. key. Yep. It is so key. And no matter what classification that you have, um, and I know for a lot of people, communication can be very difficult. Um, and so what I like to tell some people, and I think we've, tra- we've shared this in the past, is to sit down and talk. And if that becomes too difficult, you can do um, – calendars you know if there's going to be a shift change or if there's going to be um mandated overtime have a plan on an agreement you know so if if there's an overtime uh, mandated and I can't reach you then um you can call my cell phone if it goes to voicemail then you know that I'm doing mandated overtime you know so make some agreements beforehand so that you're not slapped with an unexpected surprise or when you do the calendar you're putting your schedule on the on a um a visual place and your your family is also putting those things on that calendar and you can calendar um dates with your children dates with your yep. significant other activities you can do with the family so that there's something that you can look forward to so all your communication is on that whiteboard and it saves you that oh i forgot i forgot to tell them this oh i forgot to tell them that and it helps mitigate a whole lot of that and reduce a whole lot of that misunderstanding and unnecessary arguments yeah right. it's uh, that's it's really pivotal around the uh, the holidays too you know that there's a good chance because of shortages at the institution or, you know, whatever's going on, there's a chance I might have to work the holiday. If that happens, have a backup plan. Yes. I have had Christmas on different days. I've made the special phone call to Santa. He offered to bring stuff, you know, a, a day early, and I was able to be there for those things. You know, it, nothing is ever certain. And, and realistically, I think that falls under any category of job that you work in. Nothing's certain that it's going to work out perfectly to do exactly what I had planned. Mm-hmm. Um, every plan that I've ever had, there's always been a wrench somehow has been thrown <laughs> into it. That's just Murphy's Law. That's part of it. It's part of the process. Um, but how you work through that, that change, do you let it consume you and overwhelm you and feel like it's never going to get better? Or do you open up to people about what you're dealing with and learn some new strategies? You know, it, again, for, for staff listening to this or, or anybody listening to it, that's what's crucial is if I don't know how to work on it or what I'm doing is not working, then I need to rely on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with reaching out to people. If you're struggling, reach out. Exactly. There's Your office where, you, where both of you work alone is, is an incredible resource. Reaching out to anybody about mm-hmm. stresses or struggles or strifes that, that you're dealing with it's the most pivotal thing I think you can do, especially in these early years. Yes, exactly. And just, you know, you had mentioned promoting um, and wanting to grow. Um, But we know there's, you know, there's people out there that they're fine where they're at. They don't want to promote right now. There's nothing wrong with that either. And that's totally fine. You know, if that's where you're at in your life and that's what works for your family, um, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to climb the, the chain, you know, you don't have no. to keep going and keep going um, unless you're ready for that and yep. ready for that step because maybe it is just too overwhelming. Maybe the stress is just too much because of you know, whatever it is that's going on going on in your life right now. So I think taking a step back, recognizing that, and being honest with yourself about that and where you're at in your life, um, because you don't want to move on to the next step if and you know 
throw a wrench in scheduling and this and that with your family if maybe you and your significant other are not in a great place um, and you need to work on that relationship before you move into the promotion of the job right so taking taking ownership of that taking um taking a good hard look at that and kind of priorities and what's important no definitely i've been asked before like by people because i've been um a sergeant now for over 10 years and people are like why haven't you moved up i'm like because I, I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I, I have my schedule set up to, to, you know, do my family time. I kind of like where I'm at. I, I don't want the pressure of, of moving up. And I, I've known a lot of people that have put that, that pressure on themselves. Like, well, I've got, I've got this many years in. I should be here. Like, no, make it to you. It's yeah. your career. It's your Fri- journey. Yeah. Yes. Friends, family. You know, and we, we peer review each other all the time on mm-hmm. things and we peer pressure like, oh, you need to move up. And I've caught myself doing it before with certain staff, not because I'm trying to pressure them, but because I know their potential and how great they would be as supervisors because they care so much about their staff. But if it's not ready for them, then it's not ready for them. Yeah. You, it's your career. Yeah, Make it what that, you want it to be. Right. And I think that negative self-talk that, as you mentioned, I should be here. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, don't do that to yourself because yeah. everyone is. We do it with everything. Absolutely. I know. Oh, I should be so married. hard. I should be married with kids by now. Yes. Um, I should own a home by now. Mm-hmm. I should do this and that. That's not, that's other people's expectations, but what are yours? Right. You know? Exactly. That's a, that's a social construct that we grew up with. It gets implanted you know, as as we watch TV, as we watch these movies mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever media is out there and also get pressured by our family members, you know, like how often do you go to a family member we haven't seen in a while and they said, are you married yet? Have you had kids yet? You know, or when's the next one? Like, oh, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. You're like, can I just enjoy being me? <laughs> no, but it's true, though. There, there's a lot of outside factors, too, um, that pressure wise that on top of being a, a stressful job, if you allow those things to come in and then influence how you're going to live your life, then, you know, it's kind of hard to say, but you're not really living your life. I'm living what other people expect me to do. Right. And that's just going to build and, and build up. And that's, it's, it's super pivotal in these early years in whatever career field to, you know, live for you and what is best for you. And if it's promoting, then promote. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then don't. Exactly. And at the end of the day, it's it's your life and your career. Make it what you want it to be. And again, for the for staff that are in those those er, still early stages of your career, um, never stop learning. Never stop paying attention and keeping you know the 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 diligence that it takes to be in this kind of career field. Don't ever don't ever lose that. And I I know it's super hard because we get complacent sometimes when it's day in and day out, same thing happens. But just in life, don't become complacent that the situation you're in now is just going to stay that way. Right. If it's a negative environment, if it's a negative thoughts, if it's negative feelings, they're temporary. If you want them to be, if you dwell in it, you know, it's kind of like, um, why would you stay on a rough road? Mm-hmm. If it's bouncy, I don't like this road. This is terrible. Why would you stay on it? Then instead of looking for another path. And sometimes those paths are difficult. Sometimes it's being vulnerable and being honest that, what I'm doing to try and get better is not helpful. If it's drinking too much, self-destructive type of behavior, um, things like those, they're, they're not healthy for you. 
there's so many avenues and resources to reach out to. You have Office of Employee Wellness, your department. I know it's always open. People can call any time of the day or night. And our um, direct email address is wellnessnews at cdcr.ca.gov. We have three people monitoring it at all times. So if you send us an email message, someone will get back to you within 24 hours. Yeah, and we've got... We've obviously got the peer support programs at each institution, and any peer support member can be looked up on the wellness app as well. Absolutely Some of them do correct. have the direct phone numbers on there to be able to call. So if you're at an institution and I don't want to talk to anybody there, you know, you can reach out to whoever you want on that, on that list. A lot, some of them have bios as well. Peer support's awesome program. We have Lex, the Law Enforcement Chaplaincy Group. Uh, we have the Chaplain Corps, too, that you can open up to completely as well. And they, they will come and help you with a lot of, a lot of things. They were just here for training recently. They go through extensive training to to get into those programs. It was, it was awesome to be able to see and meet them. And we have a segment that we're going to do coming up also to help out with staff. If you're interested in in learning about it, we're going to have somebody from uh, savings plus, which is the financial group that the department uses. And we're going to be discussing what can you do to better set yourself up for retirement. And it doesn't matter what year you're in the department, there's things you can do to set up for retirement to make it comfortable when you, you know, when you retire and when you actually want to retire. Yeah, it's never too early no. to, to really start thinking about the future. Definitely, definitely. Well, great. Again, I want to thank you both so much for coming out and taking time out of your day to to do this podcast and try and get this information out for staff. Um, And again, anybody out there, no matter what the struggle is, if you're going through a hard time, reach out to somebody. You're never in the fight alone, whether you're custody, non-custody, medical, you work for our CHCS, anywhere in this department, if you're struggling, we have people available to help. And a completely open and non-biased not going to come down on you for it. quite the opposite. It's extremely brave to reach out if you're struggling. So yeah, I just want to thank you again for the hard work you do at Office of Employee Wellness. Thank you. Thank you, Sergeant Ringer. Thank you for having us. It's always a pleasure doing the segments with you. Yeah, it's a good time. I love doing these. Yeah, thank you again. It's been great. Um, I love everything we were able to cover today and I look forward to our Savings Plus segment next time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. I'm going to learn a little bit of financial <laughs> advice myself. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it's never too late to to invest in things. Right. Right? So please join us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, everyone.